Yo, what is going on, Northwood? Welcome to The Stew. I'm your host, Arya Esfahani, and today we're going to be talking all about something very unique to every individual on this planet, including all of you listeners. That something is identity. Now, there are a lot of contributing factors that go into forming someone's identity. Someone can form their identity based on where they grew up, by a certain culture they associate themselves with, or just about anything else they feel has impacted them in a large enough way. I myself identify as an American, despite my entire ancestral background being from Iran. My parents were born and grew up in Iran, whereas my sister, Tara, and I were born and brought up here in the United States. Growing up like this has led us to a multitude of new and better opportunities than our parents had, as they had grown up under the oppressive regime of Iran. They saw a better life for my sister and I, so they chose to have us in the land of promise and opportunity. Similar ideas appear in Things Fall Apart, a popular novel by Chinua Achebe. In the book, one of the characters, a child named Nwoye, grows up in a society that prides itself on tradition. All of a sudden, a new religion is introduced and he has the chance to grow up different from past generations of his tribe. He decides to do so and seems much happier than his ancestors were. Similar circumstances are present in Spanish writer Sandra Cisneros' series of vignettes, collectively titled The House on Mango Street. The vignettes tell the story of a young first-generation American named Esperanza and how she struggles to shape her identity whilst feeling out of place. She experiences ups and downs in her life, but those events ultimately form her identity into one that is uniquely hers. My sister and I have grown up in a culturally diverse environment where we don't have much guidance as we're the first in our family to be born and raised in the U.S. Now joining us on The Stew, we have guest star and my sister, Tara Esfahani. Tara, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks, Arya. How are you? That's great to hear. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. So today, if you haven't already heard, we're on the topic of identity. How would you personally define identity? I think identity is what makes each person who they are. You can identify as a lot of things in a lot of different ways, but ultimately, there's only one person who identifies with all the same things that you do. And that's you. Identity also includes things like demographic information. So things like race, nationality, sexual orientation. But I think that it can also have things like your habits and how you treat others. Things of that nature. I believe that your personality can also be a big part of your identity. Excellent. Follow-up question. How do you identify yourself? That is a big question, my friend. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is kind of how you said, like, being Iranian-American. But I don't feel very Iranian most days. Definitely way more American than anything else. Um, I guess another really big part of who I am is putting as much kindness into the world as possible. I like going the extra miles, mile for other people. Um, I guess some other things that um, I would say make me who I am are my passion for science and math, um, art, and health. I really like to exercise, you know, I'm always jogging and stuff. Our parents didn't know a lot of the things that we do about being healthy. So I like the fact that I can do things differently from them um, and kind of just defy the past in my own way, kind of question what was accepted. Oh yeah, that's, we're really lucky to have that opportunity. So now we're going to go a little bit more into the history aspect of things. So do you think the scientific revolution, uh, the ideas that challenge old beliefs of the government are still prominent in today's society? And if you do, what is one example? Oh, of course. 
Our Constitution is very heavily based on other historical documents, such as John Locke's social contract, which encouraged people to question authority and convention, as was the norm in society following the scientific revolution. Pushes for such actions aren't new either, and we still see them today. A good example of questioning old beliefs is the recent unrest with Palestine and Israel. All over the globe, and even right here in Irvine, people protested the unjust treatment of the Palestinian people. It shows that citizens will continue to try and bring light to the issues that they feel the government isn't handling properly. And they're allowed to do that because of the documents I mentioned earlier, the social contract and the constitution. Citizens of this country are lucky enough to be able to say, if the government doesn't accurately represent me, I have the right to speak up. Wow, what an astounding perspective. You heard it here first, folks. Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us today on The Stew to offer your input on identity. It was a pleasure, dog. Word, word. All right, so being first-generation Iranian-Americans who have grown up in an unfamiliar place has allowed my sister and I to actively shape our own identities independently from our ancestors as they were not used to this land. In world history, mainly during the scientific revolution, as Tara mentioned, Old ideas were being challenged in an attempt to make the world a more truthful and overall better place for future generations. A more recent example would be Japanese Americans during the time of internment because, no matter how they identified themselves, they were seen as enemies because of the actions of the Japanese government. Children of those interned did not have to face the hardships brought around by the U.S. government, so they'd grown up with more freedom. Though my parents did not have to endure internment, they were still treated as foreigners and gained a bad reputation because of their Middle Eastern heritage. I feel a connection to both of these examples because they depict the obstacles that past generations were forced through in order to bless me with the life that I now lead. Overall, being a first-generation American from a family who grew up in a tyrannical country, I've had to go against what they see as norms in order to shape myself into the independent and proud person that I am today. Well, guys, that's all the time we got. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Stew, and I'll catch you stews later. Peace.